Guess what? Where are you this week? Ontario. Are you, are you in Ontario, California? You're there. <laughs> I'm there with Tom Segura. We're telling jokes at the Ontario Improv Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. After that, uh, come see me, please, August 9th at the Ice House Annex in Pasadena, California. I'm doing two shows, 7.30 and 9.30. It's just me in the small room. It's for real mommies only. Are you real mommy? You want to talk some shit? Call me. Come see me. All right, that's what's up. What about you, Jeans? Um, Ontario, of course, with you. And then I go to Sacramento. I'm doing the punchline in Sacramento next week. I have no idea who's with me, but um, it should be fun shows. I heard it's like one of the, the best clubs, the Sacramento the punchline. Sack? The inner sack? Yep, the inner sack <laughs> punchline. <laughs> Then, from there, I go to Pittsburgh. I'm bringing the full charge, the Pittsburgh Improv. Okay. Then the Funny Bone in Columbus with Jeff Tate, the 14th through the 17th. I just added Philly today. So uh, I'm going to do in the Helium in Philly, the 20-something. And then <laughs> the 28th like through the 30th, I'm doing Comedy Works in Denver. Big Ernie, Andy Erickson's coming with me. <laughs> And the one thing we have to tell everybody is we're doing one show only in South Florida. It's September 18th. It's the only show we're going to do. In, so if you're in West Palm, Lauderdale, Miami, anywhere in South Florida, the only show is September 18th at the Fort Lauderdale Improv. Get your tickets now. Wait, I forgot one of mine. August 14th through 17th, Rooster Teeth Feathers in Sunnyvale, California. There you go. Do you know where Sunnyvale is, Gretchen? Um, isn't that outside of San Francisco? Oh! Whoa! Smart. What oh, about you? I didn't know you were going to quiz me. This will be even more fun than I thought. Where next? Ask me another one. <laughs> Gretchen, what do you have to plug for our listeners right now? I have to wish that I had a boyfriend to plug right now, but I don't. Whoa. So instead, Whoa, I like instead yeah. I'm going to plug my band, thefatal80s.com. Cool. And I'm at Onk Singer on Twitter. And then I have a Facebook. Gretchen okay. Benedici. Okay. Facebook. Yes. I want to go over two things. Okay. The Fatal 80s. Is it yes. spell, Is the number spelled out or is it just the numbers? It's just the numbers. So it's the Fatal, fatal the 80s. Fatal, and then 80s. S. Yep. Dot nice. com. And then your Twitter handle. Onk Singer. And that's spelled. A-N-K-H. I know. That was the dumb. You'll have to ask me. Uh, no, that's like good. No, that's why we're saying it now. <laughs> a- like Onk, the symbol. The onk. symbol, yes. The I thought that I was a genius and I came up with this <laughs> amazing name for my new 80s band. And I just thought Anka Sanaman would be such a cool name for a band. Right. Well, unfortunately, no one could say it. So no one could introduce us. And then oh. nobody could even say who they saw because no one could remember it. So I was kind of dumb. So then I had to change it to the Fatal 80s. I Fatal, like 80s the Fatal 80s sounds dope. That's yeah. a good name. It's way better, right? Yeah. 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 But Ankh Singer is your Twitter handle. It is. And it's A-N-K-H. K-H Singer. Yep. Okay. So you know to hit up Gretchen. Please. At Ankh Singer on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> and she has something else to plug in, but we'll get into that in the hour to come. Yes, yes, We're yes. going to love it. Um, okay. 
yourmomshousepodcast.com is the site we need you to go to. Uh, it has dozens of clips that you guys have asked us uh, to the, the origin of these audio clips. It's there now. There's also a link to the new Vice article. We were, mm-hmm. we were in Vice this week. Uh, when we were in Toronto, they came out uh, to the show, and it's a really cool interview. So please check it out. The link is on the site. And of course, they can shop through the Amazon banner, yes. which helps support the show. So please go click there. It's summertime. What are you getting? Umbrellas? Barbecues. Barbecues. Coals. Beach towels. Flip-flops. Sunblocks. Uh, nail polish. Nail polish. Um, headbands. Headbands. Me, flip-flops. Um, dog food. Dog, dog food. Yes, cat food. Although I don't have a dog anymore, so I'm not really buying that anymore. But, but I do have cats. <laughs> there you go. The cat food. Yes. Uh, swap it out right there. You can and s- mm-hmm. Just so you know how it works, a lot of people don't understand. All you have to do the next time you are going to go to Amazon is just go to our website, yourmomshousepodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page and there's a banner. Click on it and it takes you through a magical portal mm-hmm. to Amazon and just do your shopping like you normally would. So you don't have to do shit. Wow. And then they give you a portion of the yes, sale. Exactly. A small percentage. That is such a great idea. It's the best. It is. Also a link to the store. The store has a bunch of stuff. The Let's Get Social shirt. Let's get social. And then it has the Theo twenty four seven. How did you like that as a as a singer? Um, I'm gonna say I didn't. I'm sorry. I hope that wasn't you. <laughs> no, it, it could have been. But, but no. this is the newest edition. It should be up there when this episode drops. Is the new uh, the completely normal DVD? My DVD oh, CD of the new okay. special. The first fifty are autographed. Um, so if you get it now, you can get an autographed one there on the site and. Um, Enjoy that. That's Do you fart you. inside the cellophane wrapper? For the, so that everybody can enjoy the smells. What? Yeah. Wow. It's on his mess. Okay. It's on his mess. Well, you don't even know. It's just being married. I mean, did your ex-husband fart a lot? Oh, my God. The things that man did, I don't even know where to start. But yes, that was uh, one of his favorite ones, and especially to try to trap me under the bed sheets and oh, do it. Oh, he Dutch ovened you a lot. Yeah. That's nice. He tried, yes. That is romantic, though. It's love. So not. I did not uh, enjoy it. <laughs> let's okay. We have, we do, we're going to do a proper show open. We play a clip, and then the show open starts. Okay. And then we are we're, we have so much to ask oh you. This God. is going to be so great. Our guest today, please, Gretchen Bonaducci. Here we go. There's there's an old Zen story of two monks that were walking across the bridge, and the junior monk said to his teacher he said what is the Buddha nature and the other monk picked him up and threw him in the water uh, you know <laughs> who is Randy don't bring anyone mother into this your mom in the fucking stand welcome <laughs> welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura Tom Segura Christina
I looked over during that clip and I just saw Gretchen's face like, um, what have I got myself into? What is this? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, can you can you tell by the voice who that clip was of? Could you tell? Uh-uh. Okay. No. Um, did but you heard what he was saying. Yeah, about the monk. Yeah. Yes. Kind of sounds like an asshole to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be careful here because I don't know who it is. So I know. Well, I mean, just, <laughs> well. this is a guy who knows everything about everything. Okay. And his name is Steven Seagal. Oh. And he plays in bands. He, yes. He uh, knows martial arts. He's a police officer. He trains dogs. He trains Amazing. dogs. He's he about the Buddha nature. Right. <laughs> he pronounced that the way. It's like when a Spanish newscaster it's yes. like I'm here um, live on the scene in Los Angeles, and and, right. they, and they give you like they have to like. I know. Doesn't so, that drive you kind of crazy a little, a little bit? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't like it. All right. But you know, I have to tell you a funny story about that Steven Seagal. Yes, I did a TV show called um, Hollywood Ex Wives, and it was on E. It was the E True Hollywood Story, and it was me and Darcy LaPierre and uh, uh, one of the Carradines and Sharice Neal, who's married to Vince Neal, and so. If you've ever seen Darcy, she used to be married to like the guy from Hawaiian Tropic, like super beautiful. But I've never met such a conceited woman in my life. Mm-hmm. And so when I made the mistake of asking her what it was like to be married to Steven Seagal, well, she actually was married to Jean-Claude Van Damme. So she was oh, quite, <laughs> quite upset with me. Hilarious. Oops, oops. Because they're interchangeable of to course. me. Like, I, you it's know. the same shit. Now, yeah. now the latest thing is that Seagal, uh, well, you remember his, he did a dance video where he... He went to visit like the Ukraine, and he danced like in did like the local traditional five hundred year old dance. And he was like, "I love this dance. This is a great dance." And now he's doing comment. Now they're interviewing him online about what he thinks about the situation uh, between you know in the Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, why are you asking Steven Seagal? I know, <laughs> but ridiculous. He, he thinks yeah. he's like the you know ever powerful all-knowing one he is he's omnipotent and yes. he doesn't even say the saying right he's like that's another monk about about there's, nature. there's an old <laughs> zen story of two monks that were walking across the bridge across the bridge he burped right there <laughs> seriously and the junior monk said to huh? his teacher okay he said, what is the Buddha nature? Oh, and oh, the other monk picked him up and threw him in the water. Oh, oh, you know? So was you he know? serious there? That was 100% serious. serious. Yeah. Wow. See, I thought it was a. I thought it was from the movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time because I thought it was a movie script. Like, I can't believe someone would say that yeah. and be serious. No, he's a hundred. Yeah. He's always serious all the time. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. Yeah, he needs to chill out. Yeah. Well, I think it's really dumb of <laughs> celebrities to comment on any international oh, political. Get I mean, out. you're just asking for it. I just posted on my Facebook. All I said was. Was, oh my god, I'm so horrified about this uh, flight, the Air Malaysia. There were 80 kids on board. Some lady like chewed me a whole new. Can you swear on yeah, this show? Everything. Oh, you can do okay. everything you want. Asshole, which I hate to say, but she was like going after me, like, you don't know anything. I go, um, I'm just saying as a mother that Why? it's really horrifying to me that 80 children were on that flight. You know nothing about the Ukraine. I'm like, what does that I have to do with anything? Say, I know. I, and then she's like, there were, and I first said 300 people perished, and then she's like, there were, you know, a bunch of other people on board. I go, I get that. I think right. when I said 300 people, that would encompass the other people. Yeah. But I just try really hard not to 
you know, politically say too much about anything because people really don't want your opinion. They, you know? they really they don't. They really don't. Like, no. I well, love you're, you're, Sean Penn as an actor yeah. and I like watching him play retarded people in whatever movie. That's my favorite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When he goes full right. retard. Oh, <laughs> particular. Yeah. Definitely. Retarded. Yeah. <laughs> there retarded. you go. Gretchen fits right in. Right hand in. in glove. Yep. I know you had no idea. That yes. So well. <laughs> oh, I had a feeling you would. I she had did. a feeling. She had a really good feeling so, about it. So for those of you who haven't caught on who this wonderful person is Gretchen Bonaducci I mean obviously musician uh, soon to be released author I'm so excited I just signed my book contracts yesterday so and it was scary you know because really I should have had someone look at them but I was thinking you know what I'm like hey if anybody wants to do anything with me I should just be grateful and sign so I did and you know I figured this woman probably will want to make more money than anybody else and it's probably going to push me harder than of you know course. someone at William Morris who won't care about me and, sure you know of so I, I signed it and I'm I don't know when it's gonna be out but soon in the next like month or two. That's but, awesome. Yeah. And I wrote it all, which I didn't think I could do. You know, originally I met with a, a ghostwriter and uh and the editor was like, I really think you can do this. You have the stories. Now you're kind of stupid and we're gonna have to fix your um uh, you know your geez. periods and commas and all that kind of stuff. But that's yeah. okay with me, you know. For sure. You don't seem stupid at all. No. And so I met Gretchen. We did some bite-sized TV thing on the web. We were both doing our makeup next to each other. Yes. And I looked over and I'm like, I fucking know this broad. And I did that obnoxious thing where I'm like, do I know you? And then she's <laughs> like, I'm Gretchen Bonaducci. And I go, it all came flooding back because yes. I loved breaking Bonaducci. We got it. Like that God. show. Here's why. And, and it really goes to show you that like, the more you strip away, like the you know the, what's contrived and and the pretense of any type of show, rea- mm-hmm. especially when it's supposed to be reality, and you get like real shit, it's it's way more engaging and entertaining. That's what I wanted to do. That's I what mean, that show I was, was not going to recreate anything. We were going to do it. Like, for instance, well, first of all, the funny thing was, is we shot it as rock and roll dinner party. That's the pilot we shot where rock stars would come over and, um, you know, it was a potluck. That was the original yes, idea for the show? that was the original idea. We shot that as a pilot. They're like, well, we kind of don't like the idea, but we do like you guys. So we sat down and wrote all these things. And then the first day we started shooting, Danny just went insane. And they're like, just <laughs> throw everything out the door. Just follow them. And, you know, that's kind of what it ended up being. The was, show is- Wow hard to turn I, you kind of want the show to like oh, want it to best. go on you know because yeah. you're like it's it was really hard to not watch that show i am so proud of it i mean we didn't realize it was catching the implosion of our marriage right we danny had had an affair and we i i would not even deal with it until we started shooting because i wanted to do it honestly you know i didn't want us to like go to counseling fix it and then pretend in therapy so we hadn't really discussed it and then things just went so crazy. And of course, they knew the buttons to push with him. Like they knew any time they showed him footage of my birthday party where he went insane, he'd just go insane again. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, right. Um, well, let's start from, should we start from the beginning? Yeah, let's, yeah. Because there's, before we get even into the craziness, this to me is an episode in and of itself, this clip I'll play for you from the show, because I'm just blown away that this is a real thing. Gretchen and I have been married 15 years. We've been married since the day we met. We were married seven hours into our first date on a blind date. Took her out. It was a very good date. I got incredibly drunk. Took her back to my house. uh, Made a big pass at her. She pushed me back. 
She said, uh, I should have told you this earlier in the evening. I'm a Christian and I'm not prepared to do that till I'm married. So I opened the yellow pages, found a minister and married her. The next morning I said, listen, lady, I had a lot to drink last night and I don't even remember your name. And she said, oh, it's Mrs. Bonaducci. Try not to forget it. Fucking for real? <laughs> for real. Now, it wasn't seven hours. That became like the, the lore, the legend. But it was hours. Like it was less than 48 hours. Are you insane? <laughs> You know, it is the craziest thing I've ever done. And I can't, I mean, it started as a joke. I don't even know who asked who, but it seemed kind of funny at the time. So you, you wait, know? how did you meet meet? Like, how, how did you meet on the date? Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I was working for an entertainment company in Phoenix. I had just moved back from Chicago. This just not a very good job. And I'm just sitting there going, God, why am I here? Like, I don't understand what is happening in my life right now. Right. And then I, so I had this menial job. And at the time, the guy that I worked for uh, was doing a psychic fair. So it was my job to get psychics on to radio shows that week. Well, Danny was doing a show in Phoenix, which is really, I think, 50% of his drinking problem was they made him go by Danny Partridge. And he just oh. wanted to kill himself. So he was like 31 years old and God. going, yep, yep, Danny Partridge on the 411. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, that would make a guy want to drink. So, of course. Of course. Yeah. So I booked a psychic on his show. And this is such a, a interesting story, which I talk about in my book, but I've never talked about it before. I so you guys are the first time I've ever said Whoa, anything about exclusive. it. Exclusive, I love an it. exclusive for you. That I, is, that's awesome. Well, I told this psychic, I'm like, oh my god, um, I'm, uh, I think I'm gonna get you booked on Danny Bonaduce's show. He seems really cool. 
So the next day she comes in, she goes, Oh my God, I ran into Danny Bonaducci last night and I read his palm and I go, you did. And she goes, yeah. And I said to him, Oh my gosh, let me see. Wow. You're going to get married really (gasps) soon. And it's to a girl who's really, really skinny with all this hair. Well, the girl he was dating at the time fit that description. And so he was like, wow, well, do you have a name? And she goes, yeah, her name's Gretchen. Mm. So she came back and told me that story. And I was laughing because it was, you know, funny. Of course. And then that's what happened. So isn't that weird? Yes. That's very I got chills when you said that. You know, to me, it was, there is no reason. We were married 18 years. So for us getting married that way, for us to last Th- that that's, long. That's, that's the bananas part. It usually is. you hear yeah. something like crazy, like Britney. Yeah. yeah. And then they go and then they, you know, they split up after a month or a week. 48 or, hours, yeah. I think she, yeah. Because right. yeah. it's that crazy. Yeah. But right. to last 18 years with somebody. I just totally felt like I was supposed to marry him and I did and there's no reason so you, you and go on the no, date and he yep. really that he does make a pass and you're like I'm I'm not yeah. that type of girl yeah I mean I had been that type of girl but I decided yeah. especially with him yeah. like I said you didn't listen to the keyword there I can't have sex with you <laughs> unless we're married oh, right. I see, yeah. <laughs> right oh okay because so, what did you know about him not a lot I lived in Germany when the Partridge family was on so I didn't really realize the magnitude of that show but I knew who he was, obviously, because mm-hmm. they made him go by that name on the oh radio. And we just went out on this great date, and we just super hit it off. Wait, what did you do? What, is, what does he do to court you? Well, like, I had him over for dinner, and I was surf couching. So I was living with whoever would let me sleep on their couch. You know, Really? My girlfriend was like, uh, oh, well, let's have him over here. So I made a big dinner, and he showed up with flowers and... Uh, and uh, uh, a champagne. And of course, my roommate was this gorgeous, gorgeous woman, you know, so uh, I think that he was kind of bummed that he was going to be with the ugly one. And so Please. at least I could cook. So we went Come out on. and we just had so much fun. We saw the gin blossoms. We're playing at some club in Phoenix that night. And there was a lot of drinking involved. I know that. I mean, I was not drunk. I was pretty lucid. But he was, you know, he was, uh, I think, uh, not really thinking clearly. So the day, the day goes great or whatever. Within yeah. 48 hours, you're married. Yeah, we call him Minister out of the Yellow Pages. He comes over to Danny's house. And he doesn't know we don't know each other, you know. <laughs> and the funny thing was we didn't have enough money to pay him. So we had to give him like a couple of rolls of quarters because <laughs> we didn't have enough money. <laughs> For your marriage. And then... Yeah. And then like after this, yeah. is it on? Are you like, oh, like, do you move in like the next day? Well, I, I actually went to Chicago, I think the next day or the day after, because all my girlfriends had pitched in. They were all waitresses and they bought me a ticket. Well, obviously, I didn't know I was going to get married, you know, so I went to Chicago. I probably took like about a month to move all my stuff in because, you know, just to make sure that everything was going to be great. Right. But we just really hit it off. And I realized quickly I was married to a very sick person. Like, I didn't know he had drug problems. And You realize as soon, though? Pretty soon. I'd say within a month, yeah, I started to see things. And I'm like, okay. But was that is... was that a deterrent to you, though? Like, oh, shit, I just met a guy. I married him, and he's got serious No, because I'm Southern Baptist. You get married, you stay married. Oh. And so, you know, I didn't even think about going away. Really? No. No, I married him and yeah, we were going to okay. be married and we were going to work this out. And um, he just was really, I mean, you could see from the TV show, just very difficult to deal with. And he had just come out of rehab not too long before that. And 
I think he was starting to slide backwards a little bit. And, you know, thank God he married me because I wasn't crazy, which it seems like I was. But, you know, he let me take over all the money and he was living paycheck to paycheck. We had nothing. So when people go, oh, gold digger, I'm like, I don't know what gold you're talking about. He had nothing. And then he got arrested four months after we were married for picking up the transvestite in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, this I couldn't write this, you guys. Seriously, I could not write this. Wait, we, oh, it, well, hold on. So is that the first chink in the armor? Like, when did you know? You really knew Okay, something's wrong with this guy. Um, probably within a few weeks. Like I was starting to see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, what, what things are not <laughs> the really good. The excessive exercising. Yeah. The, well, he wasn't really doing that at the time. Uh, more drug use, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just started not letting him out of my sight. Like I slept with my hand on him. I would hide the keys in the dryer at night. So if he woke up, he couldn't get away. Like I really, really wow. had to work at so, trying to keep him sober and and a job and all those things but some of your psychological makeup is to be the like help the, the fixer caregiver. the caregiver yeah, and, and totally i i, I think this that, almost this worked for you because you 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 did this for a long yes, time yeah no i think i'm definitely if i look at my friends i have so many damaged friends and i think it's i attract that because i want to help those people right. and so i'm just like a, a fixer and mm -hmm. you know it's not a great quality <laughs> because you end up getting sucked dry so much yes but, well that's what yeah. i was saying tom this morning is that mm. bonaduce when he was uh, what, what appears to be from the reality show that's all we know of yeah he was kind of an emotional vampire like yeah. a dude like that he's your full-time gig yeah there was no i couldn't work there was no, no way your job was taking care of him and he was such a mess, you know, like just everything I was trying to get and invest our money and keep him off of drugs and keep him out of trouble and keep him getting to work on time. And so that was kind of my job, you know. So not only was it like you have to do that, but he also just wanted you there not 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 to leave him so you can do other things on your own even. Yeah, he very much would try to annihilate all my friends, you know, and things like that, because he's just a controlling kind of person. And, mm -hmm. and he didn't want me to have really anything outside of him, you know, and at the time, I didn't mind because I felt like, you know, I was married to him, and I needed to help him. And so I know that's kind of screwed up on my part. But anyway, that's true. I really didn't mind too much that we were together all the time. Yeah, I couldn't leave him because I couldn't if he got out of my sight, he'd get into trouble. So I just kind of became his babysitter, his wife, his mommy, his everything, you know, and uh, um like I said, lucky it was me because had he married somebody else, and well, I think they'd, they'd be gone. They would be or they would have gotten sucked into, I think that's a lot of times what happened to the women. That, into his world? Yeah, in a negative way. But I just, not that way. You right. know, I'm not, I don't like drugs. Gosh. I've never really done them. Um, I'm not a big drinker. I drink a lot of wine, but I don't drink hard alcohol. I've never really done drugs. So I think he could have ended up with somebody. That would make it worse yeah. and snow. Yeah. You're kind of like, from what I know of Sharon Osbourne and Ozzy, like it kind of does take the wirings of two special people to come together yeah, yeah. to manage the rock star dude. So like, what, what mm -hmm. do you think it is? And did you have an alcoholic parent to take no, care of growing up? Nope. I've had like the best. I mean, my mother died when I was young under really bad circumstances, but 
I had a wonderful upbringing. You know, my, I mean, my parents were very religious and super strict. So I was growing up, I hated that, you know, that mm-hmm. I couldn't really do anything. But now happy and, you know, just like I said, they were a lot more strict than I would have personally liked. But I think it just made me so strong, you know, as a, a human being, having parents that just held me to such a high standard and accountability, right? you know, that I really was not a problem child. You know, I never really did anything bad. I was never arrested. So I don't know. I just think I'm that kind of a person that has to fix somebody. So it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like 20 years of that shit. Yeah. And it was, it was hard. And especially, I, I mean, I cannot even tell you how embarrassing it was when he got arrested for picking up that transvestite. Plus he was in radio. So every radio person in the world had our number. And um, I mean, Phone reporters. Stop, yeah. No. The first time I was ever on TV was Oprah, you know, which is scary, oh you know. <laughs> my what, holy grail. What were the circumstances yeah. around the, like, the transvestite? Was it like, middle of the night yep I don't middle know of the you... night i woke up he was gone i knew something was really really wrong like you know you just have that feeling something's uh-huh. so bad so we had a great day at the time so i got my dog and we lived in downtown phoenix which at the time 1990 really wasn't a very safe area so i was going you know from establishment to establishment asking them have you guys seen danny and of course they all lied and said no (laughs) and then all of a sudden i look up and there's helicopters like flying through the air and i look down the street and there's cars just going a million miles a minute so i'm like wow what is going on so i walk back into my house put my dog into like our garage area and i go inside my house and i hear a knock at the front door now it's got to be 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't even know. It was the middle of the night, though. And so I hear this knock, and I open the door, and there's 20 cops. They go, oh, my God, a guy that just raped some girl just ran into your house. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, come in. Because when I left, Danny wasn't there. So they're telling me. This. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. And are you putting the pieces together? Not yet. No. Oh. I mean, I don't know what's going on, you know, at oh, all. God. So then they all rush in, and uh, we lived in like a two-story condo, and they all run by me, and they run upstairs, and um, Danny, I guess, thought that the best thing to do was to take off his clothes and get into bed and pretend like he'd been there all night. (laughs) Well, then when the cops, he hears them coming up the stairs. (laughs) Retarded. He jumps into the closet Stop and covers it. himself with the laundry. So now they're like Stop taking it. their sticks, trying to like look and see if he's in the laundry, which he was. So then they pull him downstairs completely naked. <laughs> and still, I don't know what's going on. So they, he's like, what? I've been sleeping. I'm just yeah. Yeah. Always <laughs> yelling. Here, like, I, I mean, I say in my book, like <laughs> I've seen Miami Vice enough to know to shut my mouth. Well, yes. you know, he's just keeps yelling, tell him I was home all night. Tell him I was home all night. You know, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on now. And now all I've been told is that he's raped somebody, which. Holy yeah. shit. So uh, it was. Your husband. Yeah. So yeah. they. And they I, they take him out. They take him they, in. They gave him a pair of my shorts, which I thought he had coming. So <laughs> when he, he, they drug him out in my shorts and then uh, arrested me. And again, I have you. no idea what's going on. Yeah, put me in the back of the cop car. Uh, they wanted me to identify our car and I wouldn't. I'm like, you know what? I want to talk to a lawyer. I'm, I'm not going to say one word. And so I guess that made them mad. And then they said, uh, you know, we're going to let you go because your dog. So someone needs to stay here. And I'm like, dudes, I don't have anything to tell you. I woke up. He was gone. 
I don't know what else, you know, and what you're telling me, I just don't think that's possible. Like, I just knew Danny would never do something like that. Right. You know, I mean, he could go to any bar and pick up any girl at, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, he was famous. So I knew that didn't happen, but it, I still didn't know what had happened, you know, and it was just so devastating. It was Easter Sunday, so I had to call my oh. Southern Baptist parents to come over and um, my dad put up his vintage cars to get oh, Danny out of jail. No. Oh, yes, yes. Shit. So you can imagine, you know, oh. I mean, that's how wonderful my family is that, Jesus. you know, can you imagine being a parent and being so mad that your, you know, son-in-law would treat their daughter that way. But that's just kind of how amazing my parents are. So then there was a big trial and it was so embarrassing. There was a trial for this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Was, was it a rape? trial no it was for uh ultimately because that wasn't true that didn't happen that did not happen no, that right. didn't happen but i think that's why they really were hard on danny at that time because that's what they thought i so don't what think did and he ended up being accused of doing well what the charges finally were were because when they i guess first talked to her they didn't realize it was a guy which is weird to me because it was like an indian transvestite it was like 300 pounds and in fishnet so it yeah oh yeah when i saw him in court it looked like a guy uh but um they uh ultimately it was uh reckless endangerment which was really bad because danny was still on probation from an incident when he was in Florida for MTV doing a Just Say No to Drugs and he got arrested trying to buy drugs while he was doing that. Seriously, you guys, could I not? I I couldn't write this in a script. So, uh, but reckless endangerment and a a fist fight assault, um, I think those were the two charges that ultimately he was in trouble for. He got acquitted from this? Uh, Well, he, I think he pled no contest and we had to, you know, Pay, he had to pay for the tranny to get a new nose job. So did and, he assault the tranny? They got into a fight, yeah. Well, he's told so many different versions that yeah, I'm not, not really sure, sure what, what happened. But if you ask me, I think it's pretty likely that he was all fucked up on whatever and um, thought it was a girl. When he realized it was a guy, he just right. wanted to leave, you know, and then it just was an altercation. So, Got you. Yeah, so that's what that I think That probably happened. is most likely. I think that's what happened, yeah. And I, his version of it is... Something. Uh, so many that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on who he was talking to, like you have the Oprah version, you have the Howard Stern version. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't really know, but putting two and two together, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. 
Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting to something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Here's a clip. Um, I'm sure you remember this. this is when you tried to leave uh, to go be with the band, and uh, he didn't want you to leave the house. No. No. I said no! What part of f***ing no do you get? Back the f*** up! I have to go. Why? They don't pay you. You're not a real member of their band. It's their band. This is so unfair of you. You don't have to go. Please don't leave me. No, I can't. Please stop the car. Please don't really go. And then you go on to be like, this is the only thing that I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, all these people had changed their plans and were driving from really far away, which I said, but that didn't make it on TV. So, you know, there was a lot of reasons when, sure. I, you know, and plus I just didn't like being told. Oh, you, yeah. well, sweet. Just so you know, yeah. the viewer is on your side. <laughs> like, you don't need to justify. <laughs> a, a wife should be able to go, I'm going to leave you for an hour yeah. or two or three or all night. Yeah, you know, yeah. not all night, but I'll be back at midnight sweetie yeah. or 2 a.m see you yeah. and not I, I have wondered. their husband cry like a toddler yeah that's normal yeah no I, it yeah. was uh, uh very bizarre and but that was typical you know yeah. oh if i was doing God. anything that he didn't like he just didn't want me to do it now this was extreme like i didn't the weird thing is people ask me is he that crazy it's like yes but that was like a year of crazy rolled into a few weeks like whenever we started filming he just went nuts but usually things aren't like that all the time you know well, what I mean? I, as someone that's been on reality shows too i know mm -hmm. how stressful it is to be filmed all the time yeah and that t does tend to escalate the stress like when you just have people in your home yeah around you watching you it's very annoying now did they film you guys 24-7 or nope. we were on like an eight-hour day? We did um, four days on, three days off. Okay. So like I would just try to plan whatever I was doing on the days that we were shooting so that, you know, I had something to shoot, which right. is why I joined the band in the first place, you know, because pretty right. much I was just taking care of Danny and the kids. And so, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was stressful, but um, I'm still so proud of it. You know, I think that we did a more honest show than anyone else oh, has ever done. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. And even the New York Times did an article saying, wow, this is reality TV has gone way too far. Now, this is before things are now. You know, this was kind of the first but show, I think. Now it's flipped to the point where now they script, completely script reality yeah. shows and call it reality. Right. But it's all scripted. Yeah. Like, I actually feel like it's gotten away from... I think like so. Like really, real yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I think the hard part is that people now realize that 
they could look bad on TV, you know? Of like, course. We, to Terrifying. me, our show was the first one, like I said, that was just them filming us. There was no, you know, oh, okay, we missed you being mad, so you, yeah. you know, do that. I mean, as a matter of fact, one time the director goes, oh, I missed you coming out of the building. Can you just go back in and come back out so I can get you coming out? And I do it, and he walks up to me and goes, oh, my God, I'm just, I got to say, that is the most unnatural walking out the door I've ever seen in my life. We're never going to ask you again. But so, that works out great then because everything's real. I wanted it to be that way. Yeah. You know, I really wanted to do something that was true and good. And again, it's not the show we set out to do at all. Of course. And, you know, I really admire Danny for, you know, I mean, he. I would tell him, Danny, you're ruining your career. Stop this. And he just was going to, be himself and but even like he said he said it on the on the show and i don't have the clip here but i know he said you know uh i am like a, this is a train wreck mm-hmm. and you have every right to sit there and watch it so he knew he was had a self-destructive yeah you know yeah. G- gene in him right and he knew that that was you know uh enticing for people to watch yeah you know well I mean? he wanted to do a good show you know he's a ultimate performance person yeah you know yeah. he really feels the pressure to deliver something good so i'm sure that that weighed on him as well you know that he wanted us to do something good right and so but i mean he just went crazy all of that is true like there was no him acting Playing it up yeah, yeah. oh i yeah. believe that yeah. i mean mm-hmm. the thing about danny because uh like tom and i before he got here we were like what you know how was gretchen attracted to this guy and but I, I remember when I was watching the series, like I, he's so smart. Like he's, he's so smart, and yeah. he's really funny. He has yeah. a really good sense of humor. Although I don't think his stand up's very funny. I don't <laughs> say that. But uh, but he's charismatic. Yeah, yeah he's charismatic, and yeah. he's very yeah. self aware, and which probably makes somebody who's an addict even more challenging to deal with because he is he so can, smart. He is so yeah. smart. He can manipulate you. Totally. He can manipulate yeah. the therapist. Yeah. He can talk himself into God knows what. Well, and I think in a way that also might have made him crazier because I didn't feel like there were people there. So I didn't feel like he could get away with that. Like I felt like I could say whatever I wanted and too bad. Right. You know, where in our real life, sometimes I might not say something because I knew the huge tantrum that would come. So I just let it go. Oh, so, you know, I did kind of feel more free to not back down. You know, great. good for yeah. you. Then. And so, you know, and I think even the therapist wasn't going to let him be manipulated. And I think when you are that smart, you are a master at manipulating yes. people. Oh, yeah. And that made him nuts when I wasn't going to be manipulated, nor was the therapist. So right. That was even harder on oh. him. Oh, it's frustrating. So yeah. frustrating to the person that's used to doing it. Yeah. yeah. Hence the yeah. spiral. Yeah. And hence the, the demise of your marriage. Yeah. How soon Which, after that yeah. ma- did the show air or, you know, did um, you guys 2005, divorce? six, because we did two seasons and then we declined to do a third because we knew if we do a God third one, it. I know, had I known we were going to get divorced anyway, I yeah. wish we would have Go done for it. it. Yeah. Damn it. But we thought if we do a third season, we are definitely not going to be able to survive because right. I just had had it now after the second season, which we did to repair the damage of the first season. And then he went so crazy again, you know, that, and they knew, like I said, here's how they started the first season. I don't know if you guys remember, but they sent him to Mexico. Yes, I remember yes, the promo to, for uh, To Mexico City to talk to the actors who were dubbing our voices. 
And the clip they showed was the birthday one. And that was it. He was nuts again. And for the whole second season, he just went crazy over that. again. <laughs> but if you it's remember so that it, it was so yeah, funny was when he's best. like telling them, you know, actors and actresses, I was mad. I was right. Right. And they're all like looking scared. Just like, going, what? my wife had had naked guys and their asses in her face. Wouldn't you be? And they're all just like going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was, uh, oh, but that was the thing God. they knew would set him off again or maybe they didn't but they picked that clip for him to explain to them so that they could so capture his could essence unravel. Yeah. well, well, yeah, right. go ahead. well yeah. I, one of the many things that uh is fascinating I, I always feel like to people it's always like in you know it's fascinating to see extreme behavior yeah like in, in any in any capacity mm-hmm. and one of the things that like that I, I would always be like holy shit was Watching him smoke cigarettes, Marlboro yeah. Reds. Marble Reds. I yeah. think it was. I, I was like, it seemed like he was smoking them a lot, a lot. And yeah. I was like, yeah, Jesus, he's a big smoker. That, <laughs> that with the fact that he was a workout nut. Yep. I mean, out of his mind. Here he is talking to his therapist about mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, I was thinking that really transferring kind of your focus from crazy drugs and alcohol behavior to the obsessive working out behavior was going to be a really good thing. And now I'm, I'm starting to sweat a little bit because I'm thinking that it could really go south in, you know, in a relatively short time. Uh, you know, you have an obsessive personality. We know that. Um, so how many hours a week do you work out? A week? A week? <laughs> uh, a day, I should ask? I'm a member of three gyms just so nobody will know how much I actually work out. Each gym thinks I work out too much. I mean, that that's... He really was, like crazy yeah. with the working yep. out. And then he started the steroids, which obviously he didn't need with his anger problems to begin with. Yes, I remember that. And then that. the alcohol and everything. It just, yeah. How much was he at a gym, like, per day, let's say? Or oh, God. Well, you know what the weird thing, too? Because when what, what really broke up our marriage was he had an affair and moved a girl down the street from us, and I had no idea. That's no idea. So ballsy. That's well, so that's ballsy that's what crazy. our first season was about. That, like I said, um, that I didn't want to deal with that till we were doing that. But that's when I had to finally go. You Wait, know did what? you know she was down the street when no, you? Were, no, no, for nine months. But see, at the time, he was uh, he was on the other half. Uh, with uh, Mario Lopez and Dick Clark. Right. So he was shooting that several days a week. He was doing morning radio. Um, and then he was doing voiceovers. He was gone all the time okay. anyway. So, you know, I just didn't notice because he was gone all the time. And then he had uh, decided to get into AA and then he told me, oh, um, I need to stay... We he wanted to buy a boat. So, uh, I, you know, wanted to, I, I handled the money, but we were at a point in time where I thought we could afford to do it. Well, he said, well, I need to stay on the boat on Saturdays because there's this meeting I want to go to. And unless I stay down there, I won't make it. And of course I wanted to support his sobriety. So I'm like, well, of course, well, mm-hmm. I don't really want to be there with a the baby cause I can't relax. So you go not ever realizing that that's where he was with her. You know, it just mm-hmm. never occurred to me that, I mean, after everything I'd done for this man, that was the thing I couldn't fathom that he would repay me that way. So it just didn't occur to me, you know, that this man would be doing something like that. We had children, but I guess he moved a girl like right down the street. And for nine months, I had no idea. And then, um, you know, how you just start thinking things aren't adding up here, you know, and that's kind of how I caught him, you know, like I would answer his phone and 
she would hang up and uh, uh, just things that made me go, something's not right. And so I, um, you know, confronted him finally. And I'm like, something is not right. And you better tell me right now. So he finally admitted, you know, that he was having an affair and that he was in love with somebody else. And I mean, I just went fucking ape shit. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, I just couldn't fathom that he would do this to me and our children. And uh, I was trying to break his phone and I threw him out. And um, then like 24 hours, he was like begging me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you know what? The reason I let him come back was I did not want her to win. That was the thing, you know? Of course. Yeah, I was like, uh, I made him go and get all of his correspondence that they had, like, you know, uh, and I am like, you're going to sit here and I'm going to read it in front of you because oh I want God. you to see the look on my face. He was crying. Going, Please don't do that. Please don't do that. I'm like, no, you're going to see while I read this because I was she was a producer on his TV show. So mm-hmm. I was very worried about a um, sexual harassment suit. So I wanted to make sure we had documentation that this was consensual because now if she were to sue us, it was going to be my half, you know, and now that's all I'm caring about is that a that was one of the things she said in her correspondence. I would be stepmother to your children. I'm like, oh, no, you oh, won't, bitch. Boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And like everything he wrote didn't make me mad. He just sounded redundant because, you know, he had said it to me and every girl before me. But the stuff she said made me really, really mad. So are they together now? Is it the, is this no, the, no, no. Okay. I hung in there long enough to make sure she would go away because that was the one thing I was not going to let her be stepmother to my children. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck no, that. No. That that makes Mm-mm. me crazy too. Then he's hanging out with some broad and it's your kids. And, yeah. And it was ugh. weird because like he would tell me after you know because I just wanted to know why and what. How could you do this? Like, did you guys go out to eat? Did you go shopping? Like, what's the... And he's like, yeah, and her family was sending us gifts. I'm like, what? oh, my God. Yeah, and and she would write things like, I knew God would be fine with this. I go, oh, yeah, that's the 11th commandment. Disregard that thing about the uh, uh, adultery, you know, so... So it just, it, I just wanted to try to keep us together as a family, but that did it. There was just no coming back from that. That was it. There is me. no coming back from that, that no. level of betrayal. I couldn't believe it. Like, I just couldn't believe that not only was he having an affair, but he had moved her down the street. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. too much for me to, to get over. <laughs> um, holy shit. So I imagine that this, uh, with a lot more other details are going to be a part of this book that you're yes. going to have coming out. Yeah. Do you have a name for it already? I'm thinking about how to lose the next child star in 18 years because <laughs> I'm brilliant. slow, uh, but I'm not sure yet. We haven't really, you know, also I'm thinking I'm um, getting thrown under the Partridge family bus or something like that. <gasps> oh, might not be too. bad. That's clever. Good. Yeah. So we haven't decided yet, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I, it's so I hate the word cathartic because it's so dumb and overused, but it was really good for me to write it. And I hadn't watched the episodes or seen the show since it was on. So that was really weird for me to rewatch it. And I just go, God, how did I get through that? You know, and it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, have you gone into any therapy on your own to kind of deal with, you know, because obviously there was a reason that you you were attracted to this type of yeah. personality. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you want to go through all of that again with another dude. Like, no. what do you, I, I feel like I have been through so much therapy, you know, cause we were in a lot of therapy together that I don't really go now, but I have had to sort of on a conscious level, think about that in the future who I, 
attract and maybe not go down that road again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying. But you know, the one thing I do want to say is that even though the stories are ugly, a lot of them in the book about Danny, ultimately, I do think he is a really decent person. And he has a big heart, you know, mm-hmm. he's just not someone you want to be married to. So sure. Yeah. So and you have, you know, you obviously have two kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was the only thing I regret about the show was I didn't even realize like the internet. Cause right when we started doing the show, that's when people started blogging. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't really, I wasn't really familiar with that. So I never factored that in that that could be really bad for my children. Mm. And that was the bad part that my kids could see what people were writing. And, you know, of course, people, you know, anonymity, people say some pretty mean things. And that's the worst. Yeah. And they had told me, don't read it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it'll be funny. And then I read it. And I was like, oh, my, my God, yeah. is that what people think about me? Don't. And, but the thing with, with these years that you had with mm-hmm. Danny, and I think people should keep in mind, is that this is a man who I think is probably a decent person. He is. Too. He's a good, he's a he smart is. guy. He's and, got the biggest heart of yeah, anyone I know. But he's also dealing with a crippling addiction. Yeah. And he had a really different childhood i don't think any of us can relate to how he grew up nope and that's Mm -hmm. why like watching it i always had empathy for both of you yeah because you're like this is just a dude dealing with his disease a huge problem yeah Mm -hmm. you know and i I, but you have your side of the story and he has his side obviously yeah well i felt like you i mean that's why i had so much compassion for him because i knew about his (laughs) bless you good thank you uh, his uh his upbringing you know that his father uh, was not the nicest man. And, yeah. um, you know, and then being a child and having the rest of the world say, oh my God, you're the best. We love you. And then having a dad say, I can't stand you. What you do is a step below pimping. <laughs> Bless you. you. Like he had no chance, you know, he I mean didn't. that uh, to, to have that sort of relationship with your father who always makes you feel like you are worthless. And it's, then having the rest of the world, I mean, I don't even know how as a child your brain can process that kind of thing. Oh, that's, you don't. That's incredibly damaging. Yeah. You don't. And yeah. I, I used to, I was a writer on Chelsea lately for a minute and a half. And mm. I remember having to write jokes about Lindsay Lohan and what she yeah. was going through. And there's a point where I'm like, wait a minute. This is a girl who never had a chance. Yeah. She was raised in a right. show business family. Her parents are doing what they're doing to her. Like, She's a young girl who's mm-hmm. going through her own shit. How much can we crucify her? Yeah, like, exactly. Let her fucking grow up. Let her have it, you know. It's so. hard. I mean, I don't know the child star experience either, how that must be difficult. But I tried so hard to give Danny a normal life, you know. We we tried. I mean, when we got married in Phoenix, then he lost his job because of the tranny thing. Then he got a job in Philly. We moved there. <laughs> you keep laughing at that. I know it's crazy. Uh, then we moved to Chicago. Then we moved to Detroit. Then we moved to New York City. Then we moved here. Jesus. So, that's yeah, that's radio. You know, they yeah. say you got to go. There's a different job. And, of course, you want to keep moving up, you know. Yeah, you so, It's the nature. So, but, you know, we had a lot of good years. And a lot of times he was fine. You know, I think that when he became the craziest and some of his family members agree with me was after that affair like i think she mentally like did such a number on him she did a number on him and Mm -hmm. it's also him having to process you know keeping it a secret and dealing with the affair i don't even know 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 how you do that like Like, i couldn't sit there in front of you if i was having an affair with someone and act like everything's normal and fine that's probably that makes sense as to why he got the craziest yeah it was it's not just the act of the affair yeah it's 
all the these lying. stresses with, yep. of lying and yeah. like all the yeah. little pieces that go with it yeah. that are going to make him crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize, you know, like a lot of times when they were supposed to be together and then I would make a, a plan for us to do something that he would get so crazy because she was putting the pressure on him that you're supposed to be with me. And of course, I don't know. You of know, course. I'm just like, oh, let's so just like, do this the with the family. Yeah. Well, what's the problem? Yeah. You know, so it was all just so weird. What oh, is yeah. the stats today between you guys? I mean, do you have uh, any type of, you know, communication? Not, not really. Uh, he's remarried and I like his wife. She's very nice. And I'm just so glad he's fine because that was also another thing that weighed heavy on me. If I leave this man and his he doesn't health. have a family to ground yeah. him, he's not going to make it. And so, I am so glad that I'm wrong. You know, he seems fine. He's like got like a number one radio show in Seattle and we don't really talk. It's just too hard. You know, I want to be friends with him and I try, but when you get out of being manipulated, I just won't stand for it. So, you know, the second mm-hmm. he tries to do, I'm like, bye-bye. Do you, yes. Do you have to communicate though because of the kids and stuff? Yeah, but yeah. we don't really. We don't, I don't. really work more through his wife and, oh, okay. you know, every once in a while I'll talk to him, but... It's brief. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, wanted to ask you this. So I saw him on the Oprah, where are they now? Mm-hmm. And he, he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm remarried now. You know, he talks <laughs> in that. First of all, addendum. When he talks, is it painful for him? It always looks like he's in pain when he talks. Like he's really strained like his all the time. throat is bleeding is what <laughs> yeah. you feel like. Well, he he's had throat surgery, so you he might has. be right. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I see. But the, uh, the reds, the Marble Reds helped that, right? They make <laughs> yeah, they soothe that, that helped. And then followed by the um, tequila, that oh. was helpful too. And the screaming. And, yeah. No! That helped <laughs> your throat. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. All that helped So I, I saw him and he was talking about he's been sober since 2011 and he, and I, this could just be me as a mm. wife, and I saw him go, and it's all because of this new wife. Yes. This 20-something-year-old yeah, wife. And yeah. in my head, I'm going, fuck you. Like, as a woman, you know, uh-huh. you, you take care of your husband, and you especially took so much care of him for yeah. 18 years, and now he's going to credit his sobriety and his being straightened out to this new broad? Yeah. Like, Well, he was uh, supposedly sober with the girl he was having the affair with, too, oh, so it really boy. doesn't yeah, mean anything. But, oh, boy. but I hope he is. You know, I don't want anything bad for him. You I, have a very good attitude about it. Yeah. Yeah. You seem to have a very healthy I'm. You know what? I just want him to do well, and, you know, I am a little worried how he's going to react to this book, but, you know, I... Or this deserve podcast. to <laughs> yeah, or this podcast yeah but uh i you know i feel like i've never really been able to have my say because people really don't care about my opinion you know he's the celebrity and i was the wife that i know it's weird I but disagree. they don't agree i wanted to know oh. what you were about the whole time and and that's why yeah. i'm so excited to finally have you here because I think for the female viewers, we want it. Well, how does she deal with that? And how yeah. did she feel? And what did you do? And look, if he's upset about this, I feel like he put himself out there with the show in the first place. And yeah. I don't really, I mean, you're you're giving us stories like extended and little nuanced, but yeah. essentially it's this, it, that's who he was at yeah. that time. Yeah. Well, and, I, I'm, you know, it's not my intention to try to make him look bad. I'm not writing a book about, it's like I'm, I, I said, I'm not writing a tell-all book. I'm writing a tell-some book because even some of the things I won't even tell because they're so bad. You know, I don't want him to look like a bad person. But the things that he did, 
he did them and I'm, you know, I should and be able to talk I, about it's it. your side of the story. Yeah. The and way. I've never yes. been able to really say it because again, no one's really cared about my side of the story. So well, thank you for caring. Care. Of course. <laughs> I, and I also think, by the way, and I'm not him and I, I mm. can't give his opinion, but mm. he seems like he might also say um, that like, you know, what you're saying now and what's in the book might be an accurate representation of who he was then. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know, obviously, what he'll respond with, but yeah. maybe he'll be like, you know, that was, I was that fucked up and yeah. I did say and do those fucked up things. Well, you that's know? one of the things about him that's so beautiful is that I used to call him Bulletproof Man because he would out himself before someone else could. You know, and to me, that is how you get yourself in trouble is when you're lying and people mm. find out, well, he just always told the truth about how bad he was. Right. That people couldn't go, oh, that guy's so bad because he did it first. You right. know? It's, a, it's yeah. a great, like, it's almost like a defense mechanism yeah. where you just out it yourself right? yeah. so that no one has ammo on you. Which is the way it should be. Yeah. You know, I try to always tell the truth because then you can't get hurt. Well, it's you know? what you do in, in mm. stand-up, in comedy, you mm. talk about your own flaws so that you're not, then no one else can say them. Right. You know, you get, you get them out of the way. Like, I'm balding, I'm fat, I'm an, you know, and then they're like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I already said it. You know, you can't say you it. You can't hold it. Yeah. And plus with Danny, like, I, I mean, if you have half a fucking brain in your head and you're watching that show, you mm. had empathy for yeah. him and for you. Yeah. And, you know, any reasonable person would go, well, this is just a guy who's in a lot of pain. Yeah. And let's yeah. have empathy for him. And, I, and I, I think you I do. hope so. And, and I think people like do. do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's some people that just like the train wreck aspect. Of but course. I do think a lot of people did feel bad for him, you know, because it was painful to watch. Yeah. Like when he's sitting on the side of the thing and putting all that <sighs> vodka into that drink. We're just talking yeah, about that. The cranberry that? juice yeah, trick. Yeah. He, and by the way, he, looked like he had that moved down. Like that was, <laughs> he did. Uh, yeah. He'd th- done that a few times. I think the actual bar is called it the Bonaducci and they <laughs> really? serve that drink. Yes. <laughs> Jesus yes. Christ. And I also heard there was like breaking Bonaducci college parties where everybody would get together to watch it. So I believe it. Um, <laughs> so who knows? But I'm looking, I'm excited about the book before we wrap this up though. We got something to ask <laughs> and it's looking good from here breaking news it looks really good uh oh it's scaring me <laughs> you have very nice teeth tell us about your dental history well, I have Lumineers <laughs> on the top because that's oh, all I could afford. Oh. I couldn't afford to do the bottom one. Give me a big retro smile. Let's those see. look wow. great. <laughs> look you. at those. May I see, please? May I have a smile? Very nice. Thank you. Yes. You floss every day? I try to. Uh, I try to. Okay. Yes. But you brush? A lot. Yeah. Yes. I think... Um, uh, what is that from Pretty in Pink? What he says when he's got the floss? Oh. Did, What's the my, Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald? And he was trying to get oh the men's mm-hmm. like fresh breath is a priority or oh, something. Yes. So. <laughs> fresh breath, I think that's what, it might be weird science. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Do you no, go you're to right, the Doug dentist says that, Doug. regularly? Yes. Okay. Twice a year, okay. I get the yep the cleaning. You make the kids go and stuff, right? Always. Okay. Yes. Good. Yep. Good. Did you have yep. braces? No braces. What a very That's your straight. natural. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, Look at that bottom row. Wow. That's kind Jesus. of a little tight in there they could probably use to be <laughs> moved out a little bit they look, they look great. great they look great real nice teeth. all right what are you two up to <laughs> no this, this is a segment this is a regular we have a dental we update dental updates <laughs> especially yeah, with guests so dumb yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? I would like to say that I found the cheapest guy to do my lumineers. They're very expensive. So, uh, Gretchen, I'll have 
That's a super dental update. Please. Wow. Thank you. Plug, plug this. You want to plug the guy? <laughs> Dr. Um, God, I think his name was Bjornbach. Dr. Bjornbach. Dr. Bjornbach in Van Nuys. Wow. And he was $500 a teeth cheaper what? than anyone else because they're very expensive. They're very, I just had Bach. my two front veneers did done. Did you? Do- 1500 Yes. Yeah. Dr. Sam Lee did them here in South Bay. Ooh, wow. you now guys you are getting the free plugs today. Yeah. <laughs> Bjornbach was 950 a tooth. What? I know. That's why I could do 10 teeth on the top. but They're, yeah. they're painful, aren't they? Was your no. painful? Mine were painful. Nah, not at all. They no. look great, Gretchen. Thank you. Um, Real nice teeth. So the listeners can obviously want them to hit you up on Twitter at Onk, Onk Singer. That's A-N-K-H. A-N-K-H Singer. Yep. Um, we're assuming you're single right now. I am. Can I am they dating. send you? You're dating? Or you're I out there dating. dating? I am. Yeah, you know what? I'm ambivalent. Like, I'm getting a little okay. scared. Like, so hit her up on Twitter. <laughs> ask her out on Twitter. Ask her smart. for a date. Take a break. Yeah. You deserve it. You know what? Uh, well, I was engaged for six years after Danny and six I. Six years? Yeah. Yeah, I've been with somebody for six years, and I just wow. broke it off. So wow. I know. It was sad. I love the dude. He's so awesome. But I just don't think he's marriage material, maybe. Yeah, we hear you. Well, there you go. <laughs> trust your instinct. Trust your gut, right? Yeah. Hold out for marriage material. Yes, because you guys can see what a great judge I am of, of men <laughs> yeah. and characters. Well, Let us choose your next partner for you. How about that, Gretchen? You saying no sounds good. How about that? How about we're, that? Yeah, we're I've saying, learned to say no. That's good. You that's know, good. I did that the first time around, got someone to marry me by saying no. There you go. Right. Boundaries. <laughs> Boundaries. Um, Jeans, do you have anything... No, just thank you so much for coming. This so was fun. amazing, and I'm so thankful that you're here. You just you're wonderful. Oh, and thanks. When your book comes out, we'll we'll replug this for you. We'll Love re-air that. this episode, thank so you. people go and get it, download I hope it. So. I hope yeah. so. I, we're very excited about it. I hope at least I can cover all my legal fees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a friend. Let's <laughs> cross your fingers. It's gonna be a good thing. Thank you for coming in. Uh, make sure you. Follow her on Twitter and on the the Facebook is Gretchen Bonaduce. And the website for the band is TheFatal80s.com. TheFatal80s.com. Yes. Nice. Oh, and we're playing Hermosa Fiesta, which is down the okay. street from yes. you guys. Yeah. September 1st. Thank I would you. love it if you come. And I want to come see you in Pasadena. Oh, you I, should. August 9th. Yes, come out. Okay. Good. That's what's up. Good. All right. Fun, fun. Exciting. Thank you guys Thank for having you. me. Bye, everybody. Bye, meow.